Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm super excited to have our guest on today, Forey Smith. He's on uh, uh, an amazing show. I think it's the number one show on Paramount right now. And I'm just super excited to, to talk to him and, and hear his story. First, I just I just want to thank a couple people here that have just supported the show and, and contributed to it. Uh, one of them is Trent Wellman. He's provided the, the Rope and Pin song for for our show. And I just, I can't thank him enough. I uh, love that song. And, uh, that's our, basically our theme song for the show. Uh, and also I got to thank Colt Barber for his song, Cowboy. Love that song we used to lead into the, uh, to the podcast. So, uh, big shout out to those guys and really appreciate them. Also today's episodes being made available by NRS Ranch. National Roper Supply is the number one retailer of all things Western. We just want to thank them. And you want to check them out. You can go to www.nrsworld.com where you will find all things Western. So anything, like I was saying, uh, I've got Forey Smith on podcast today and just super excited to talk to him. If you haven't seen the show Yellowstone, you, you just may not have a TV. So uh, <laughs> anyway, without uh, any further ado, uh, Forey, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Well, thank you. Hey, well, Ford, just, uh, you know, take us back and tell us, I don't know, know your entire story. I know you mostly from, from the Yellowstone series, but take us back and just tell us how you got started cowboying and give us a, an idea of, of, of uh, you know, where you came from and how you got to where you are now. Well, my granddad was a, a renowned horseman in Montana. Um, he uh, rodeoed in the, back when they circled the cars and a uh, night rodeo consisted of circling the cars around to wh- whatever can, uh, corral or whatever they had and turning the lights on. Right. And, uh, so I, I was raised around, we had a practice arena. Um, we had world's champions, Benny Reynolds, 1961 all around champion in the RCA was, um, my granddad's best friend and whenever he had horse problems he'd come up there and they would 
um, figure it out. My granddad, like I said, he was a known horseman in Montana. And uh, it just, uh, you know, my my uh, aunt and uncle, they were Montana Rodeo Association champions. My mother won the circuit finals up there one year. Uh, my real dad was is in the Canadian Hall of Fame, uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame. And uh, I started riding training horses uh my stepdad bought me a dog and uh he was trying to get me to call him dad i called him smitty that's how i met him and he adopted me and figured i should start calling him dad well we had some bronchi hereford cows and i dropped a hay string out of the truck i was only four or five years old um five or six maybe because I remember having trouble crawling back into the truck after I jumped out to get that hay string. <laughs> well, my dog, he jumped out, and he didn't make it back to old cows mashed him. So we had to put him down, and uh, so a couple months of the ne- next spring, my stepdad come home with two ponies, Apples and Trixie. And uh, I, I don't know. My mom and my aunt say they didn't do it, but I'm sure somebody would rode them a little bit when I wasn't watching and stuff. But I learned a lot from them ponies, and they were my size where I could I could uh, cheek them and step up on them like a cowboy is supposed to. And the one the girls that bought them are the Moronic girls, the Moronic family, and Sue Moronic became Miss. Mo- Rodeo Montana went to the Nationals and won the horsemanship. She didn't win Miss Rodeo USA, but she won the horsemanship. And she started out on one of my ponies, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And then shortly after that, I started riding the roping calves after they'd rope them, let them up, and they'd hold them, and I'd put my calf rope on them. And by the time I was eight years old, I was on my second or third pair of shafts. And, you know, you had to be eight years old to enter a steer riding or a junior rodeo or anything. So, and uh, I just, you know, I was just raised around rodeo people. It just, it was just part of life for me. And uh, we had, oh, I think 70 head of mother cows we took care of. And uh, really impressed me one night. Uh, I, I was uh, on the sophomore basketball team, so we didn't get the gym right after school. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to come home and feed cows and take care of stuff and then go back to basketball practice. And my granddad, I'm going to ride with you and drive the truck for you. He had a broke hip. They'd put a new hip in him. And so he's out there. And he said, well, we got time for me to look at my cows. I said, yeah, Grandpa, go ahead. We're driving around. We're old 54 Chevy truck we bought out of the, granddad bought out of the Butte mine. Had the one windshield wiper and it's snowing and he's whining about not going to make any money on his cows here's grandkids out here breaking his butt to feed these cows and get out here and he said he's not he's going to barely make enough to pay for for them and i said well granddad why are we doing it then (laughs) and he gave me a dirty look and he says well son we're helping feed america we're feeding our helping feed our country and uh, I was uh, 15, 16 years old then. Yeah. 
Uh, that put a whole new perspective on the agricultural and ranch business for me. And uh, I grew up with that. That's great. And so and I, I love it. I idolize the cowboys, the cowboy way of life. And, you know, I, I did an interview in Arizona for some TV station years ago, and they asked me about that. And I said, well, you know, being a cowboy is kind of hard as you, when you're a young man living up to the standards and the morals that get easier as you get older. Right. <laughs> you know, um, there's things like taking your hat off at the table and you, you never wore your hat or your spurs in my grandma's house. Benny Reynolds got away with wearing his spurs, but he, she made him turn them around and put them on the front of his foot. So they weren't <laughs> spurring his, her furniture. And, uh, you know, I tip my hat when I'm, um, uh, Meet a lady when I sit down to do business with somebody. I take my hat off, um, and I don't, and I, I, I don't cuss in front of women or children. And uh, you know, you can't, I can't say never, <laughs> but it does happen every once in a while. But I apologize, and um, that's part of being a cowboy yeah so in now did you did you grow up you know your entire life in montana or did you did you move from montana well, i was i was 19 years old i moved to texas okay and uh it was right after the urban cowboy movie <laughs> and uh you know, so if you were the real deal you know, life was pretty easy for you in texas at that time and uh, you, you could, I got on, there was, I don't know how long there went, went there. I'd probably say a couple months. I got on a bull every day and uh, four or five days of the week got on bareback horses, the open rodeos and jackpots, just everywhere within, you didn't have to drive too far. I was Living around Northside, Fort Worth, and uh, Bryan, Texas, down there in Navasota, and mm -hmm. there was there's guys. That's all we did, and, and that's what you did for a living. You just rodeoed and cowboyed for a living, then. Yeah, I had I worked day worked uh, for Bill Bay there in Navasota, and I trained horses. Uh, uh, Doug Thurman up in Crockett, and through him, I met the Carters. Roy Carter would pull in that yellow Cadillac and. He, I'd be getting on my bareback horse and he'd walk up and go, Hey, dad told me not to come home without you. <laughs> okay. Cause uh, John had a bunch of Indian horses and stuff that, and uh, I never got too close to the cutting pin. I did turn back a little bit. I loped a lot of circles and uh, rode the, rode the bronc out of a lot of colts for him. And I, and I rodeoed. Played pool and poker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I saw something too. I mean, you know, uh, I, I believe it was 2006. I, I, I read something that you were still riding saddle broncs in, in, in 2006, 2007. Bareback horses. Yeah. I rode bareback horses till I was 52 years old. Uh, and, uh, I got, I'd still be riding them today, but I, my neck got to where I couldn't wear any collar thick enough to keep it um from when they'd snap my neck it had knocked me out 
Yeah. Well, I've had it. I had another horse wreck um, since then and broke a leg, broke my femur four inches below the hip. So I don't know if I'd be still getting on them. I, 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 I miss it. I miss it every day, man. Yeah. I miss the traveling. I miss the people. Okay. Yeah. You like to think you'd still get on them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I caught when it wasn't too long ago, I caught myself standing in line at the grocery store with my toes turned out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dummy. People looking at me. I was like, yeah. But yeah, um, the year I was 50 years old, I got on 119 head. Um, I was 19th in the PRCA standings, I, I believe. Man. And uh, I won, I won a rough stock uh, tour. And a couple other deals. Oh seven was a real good year for me too. I won a, another rough stock tour in uh, the in New Mexico Rodeo Association, and I qualified for the circuit finals four or five years there. Mm-hmm. These new bareback riggings and these new horse, you know, these horses that are raised to buck. They go up and down. Right. You know, where back when I was a kid and stuff, them old saddle horses, they knew how to shit get your weight where they wanted it and duck and walk on the front end and right so, and then the, the bareback riggings we used back then the first time i used one of these new riggings was a rough stock event in cortez colorado and i was 84 or 85 points or something to win it of course and i walked back and i was you little cheating farts and they're like what <laughs> we we ain't done i said when i 84 85 eight whatever i was right. my hand my elbow something's supposed to hurt Right. right. <laughs> Nothing hurts. And Joe Alexander told me if you didn't hurt when you got off a bareback horse, you didn't try hard enough. <laughs> and I, you know, so that opened a whole new, you know, I, these new riggings, they take a lot of that away from. In fact, I had trouble with uh, one of the riggings Bobby Moat sent me. It was called an Oki. It was too high and I couldn't get leverage to get pressure on my heels. And uh-huh. I see that when I'm judging and watching these rodeos, I see these kids having trouble getting pressure on their heels and they can't, that rigging so high, they can't get any leverage. Yeah. But well, you know, they'll figure it out. Yeah. It, every time I watch bareback riding, it just, it just looks like a, basically a, a, a car wreck. You're getting whipped like <laughs> over and yeah. over, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a good friend of mine, Bucky Harris, I traveled with. I, I can't remember where we we're at. And I had heck with this horse. And I come back and I said, well, Bucky, what about that? And he said, well, looked like you were hung up with a leg on each side. <laughs> <laughs> that, that about yeah. describes it, huh? <laughs> yeah. But my real dad was a Canadian champion and went to the national finals down here and my Half brother was uh, went to this. I think he won the circuit in California like eight or ten years in the saddle bronc riding. Uh-huh. So I I didn't want to be competing with them, and I loved the bareback riding as wild as um and uh, it was different than uh, and I fought that saddle bronc saddle. I I think I was on my bronc saddle on 
bulldog horses and barrel horses out in the parking lot trying to get the binds right more than I was on bucking horses. But <laughs> when I did have them right, I, I did get, it, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, I was on a rodeo scholarship at Montana State University, and Jimmy Jacobson was my rodeo coach. And I was coming back from a rodeo in Carston, Alberta. They had a winter series up there every weekend, and I'd had heck with that saddle. And I'd been on some practice horses and thought I had it right. I got up there in the binds, you know, cold weather and stuff. I don't know what. So I dropped it off at the Three Fork Saddlery for sale, <laughs> and uh, I got home to my apartment in Bozeman, a brand new Jess Gorley bull rope sitting on my dresser. And I went to <laughs> my Steve Blix was the captain of the rodeo team, and I said, "What's this?" So I told Jimmy J that you were going to quit riding saddle broncs, and he says he'd give you a scholarship to do two rough stock events. And, He's seen you riding steers when he's a little kid at them rodeos and stuff. Knows you can ride bulls, so you're going to start riding bulls and, and bareback horses for your two <laughs> rough stock events. You're going to give up the bronc riding. So that worked out good once I moved to Texas. And then how long did you ride bulls for? Oh, I don't know, four or five years there. I, um, I didn't ride that many in the PRCA unless I got broke because I ride in Colts all the time. And if you just let your mind do it, right. you know, overcome the fear, it's pretty much the same moves. And I, I could ride a bull, right. but I, I had heck getting away from him with these long legs. Yeah. <laughs> Always getting stepped on or something. Yeah. You'd be what's considered a tall bull rider. Right. Yeah. Especially back then. Nowadays there's some, you know, like Owen Washburn and mm -hmm. Scott Mendez and them guys, they were pretty tall. But, Ross uh, Coleman was tall too, or is tall. Yeah. Ross is a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> I love that character. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He is. So when, when did you, when did you start getting into the, to the uh, movie industry? Did it, happened through doing stunts and stuff first or how'd that happen well i was <clears throat> i was uh sentenced to my mom's house in camp verde arizona and uh i had to have an address and everything for a little legal trouble i got into in stillwater oklahoma at a college <laughs> rodeo picking up up there and uh i was there working as fixing to go back on the rodeo trail um i was punching nails carpenter right 10 bucks an hour or something like that and uh this old friend of ours from montana come through that lived in arizona now and was involved in the film industry in fact the last time i think i seen him he was with uh ben johnson and uh, uh ross loney another stunt guy up they stopped at the ranch for some of grandma's um, homemade choke cherry wine. Mm -hmm. And he, he says, look, you got a great look. You got a good voice. He said, I think you'll do good in this movie business. And he said, I got a movie down here right now that I, the livestock coordinator and the stunt coordinator are friends of mine. 
He said, I rodeoed with the the stunt coordinator and he knows your real dad and stuff. He said, I want you to come down and I'll introduce you to them. Ah, oh, Harry, I says, I'm fixing to go back on the rodeo trail. I'm going to make the finals this year. He says, ah, come on down, meet these guys and I'll get your foot in the door. And then you can go do what you want, but you'll know these guys if you ever want to go in the business. So I went down to Tucson with him from Camp Verde and, uh, I met them guys and they hired me as a, a horseman, $150 a day and lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was making a hundred a day and having to fix my own lunch and drive. And I was like, Oh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, I walked out the hotel and Harry, he had to take off. And these people told me about another movie at the other hotel that they were um, signing up extras and stuff. And yeah. with my look that I should go down there. So I walked in there and it was the remake of Stagecoach with all the singers. No kidding. And they jumped me as soon as I walked in. What can you do? Can you ride a horse? Can you do this? Can you? I said, I don't ride a horse. I can drive a team. I rope. Pretty much whatever you need done, cowboy. Right. And uh, they took my name and picture and everything. And I drove back to Camp Verde. Well, Two days later, I come home from punching nails, and my mom says, hey, these people want you in Tucson tomorrow to wardrobe for this show. <laughs> so we taught, figured it out to where I could wardrobe the day before I started work so I didn't have to drive back and forth. And I worked three days as an extra. And the third day, they used all the horses up but one. Mm-hmm. She's out there, and I went to the livestock coordinator, Red Woolard, and I said, you need to use that horse. He said, yeah, I need her and a couple more. Why? And I said, well, I think I can get by her. He says, you do? I said, yeah, well, what's the worst that you can do is take people, jerk people off her like you have been the last couple of days. Right. And he said, well, you just pick any saddle, any bit you think you, can, you need on that horse, and you go get her. So... I got by the day on her and he come up and give me 10 bucks. I said, what's this? He says, that's what it costs to get the training. You put on my horse today for me. So I sure appreciate it. <laughs> and, uh, that night they were moving locations and being a ranch kid. I just went to slinging saddles and loading horses and helping doing what I could do, you know, like a ranch kid would. Right. We got everything loaded, and Red went to get in his truck, and he stopped, and he turned around, and he walked back, and he said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, well, I don't know what, what I'm doing tomorrow. He said, will you be at Old Tucson in the morning? He says, I, I'll put you to work. I said, well, I, uh, you know, and he says, hey, I know this movie business. He says, I'll, I'll teach you how to drive uh, four and six head of horses, and whenever there's a job opening in the movies, and you can, you know, he says, my family works first. And then after them, you'll be the next one hired. And then there's other opportunities coming up too. So I actually, I was hired on Three Amigos first, but I actually worked on uh, the remake of Stagecoach. Okay. The next week, I walked into the Teamsters Hall in Tombstone, Tucson, Arizona, uh-huh. with the, my application, and I had... Uh, four of my five references, no, three of my four references were 
PRCA Cowboys, Billy Getzweiler, Chuck Henson, oh four, Chuck uh, and Dickie Johnston, Harry McQuarrie, and then Red Wolverton. He he never rodeo, but he's heck, heck cowboy and teamster. And, and the guy looked at me and goes, "Who are you?" I said, well, "I'm Forey Smith." Why? With with these kind of references, he says. You got your initiation dues on you? I said, yes, sir. I got it in my pocket. He said, well, you're signed up. <laughs> so I got in the Teamsters Union, started working as a wrangler. And uh, a year later, they needed a guy on a movie of the week that could rope a guy off a roof. <laughs> I was the only one showed up with a rope long enough to reach him. <laughs> and I, I took and stuck about four coils in my hand and wound up and and throwed it up there and got it on him. And so then I had to go in and uh, do some dialogue and stuff. And they ended up taking my dialogue away from me because I made the head main bad guy sound um, like a <laughs> sissy. So uh, I had to do the whole movie shrugging my shoulders and with hand motions and stuff. And what movie and was that, that again? Was, uh, Des- that was Desperado movie of the week with Alex MacArthur and Lee Cutter. Okay. Nineteen So that was the first one uh, besides besides the remake of Stagecoach. Then. Well, that was my screen. I got into the Screen Actors Guild on that with okay. doing the stunt. I had to get shot, and I roped that guy off the roof. And got you. I so I got became a Screen Actors Guild member. And I worked like that as a stuntman when I could and wrangled all the time. And Monty Stewart sent me in on an audition. He said, if you get this part, he said, you got to do two lines and get thrown off a roof. <laughs> but he says, that guy works for three weeks. He's, he's the secondhand man. Brian James, I think, was a head bad guy and he says we need you to get this part so you can be next to him because he can't ride a horse worth a darn we need somebody there to catch him or push the horse back <laughs> under him or something <laughs> so we need you to get this part and so i pulled it off and i come back and he goes good job he says you know with your look and your voice you need to take some acting lessons i said i'm happy doing what i'm doing now he said no there's someday you're not going to want to hit the ground anymore but you're going to be hooked on this movie money right. so you need to take get some acting lessons so that was kind of my forte there for a few years was i could do the lines in the stunt bow uh-huh. and that saves the movie companies a lot of money so they like that you know well and that's pretty much it well, yeah, and I'm looking at your uh, list of movies you've been in doing stunts and everything else. And I mean, you've been in, I mean, a lot of movies. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even The Magnificent Seven. I mean, even another show that I like, you were in Better Call Saul. And that, that was a, that was a, not a Western, but that was a, that's a, that was a good, uh, good series there. Uh, Lone Ranger. Yeah, I, I own a, I own a junkyard better call Saul and they came back to the junkyard lady. <laughs> yeah. And you're in Gunsmoke, Tombstone, Posse, uh, Young Riders. That was a television show back in the day, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a that was a great learning experience for me. I did 18 episodes as a stuntman and four as an actor. Huh. And uh, I tell these kids now and my son, when they're working as an extras or as a stunt person, you know, you always hit your mark and do the same thing every take because when they turn that camera around, they can't cut it together if you're doing different things every take. Right. And uh, that's been uh, now, in the position I'm in now, I can do things a little different. And Kevin talked, we talked about this. Uh And you give give the directors and the editors different options. So you you might do your line kind of disgruntled one time and maybe a little on edge the next time. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and um and and Kevin's the one that instigated that in me because we were talking the first season and I told him about what I just told you and yeah. he says I never do the same thing every take so I started watching him and I he you know it's so uh, it's a learning experience for me I mean I was pretty <laughs> puckered up there at first um <laughs> I mean, Academy Award winner, Cole Hauser, right. Luke Grimes, Kelly Riley. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fit in here. I better get get to the room and study my stuff. Right. But they've been all been really great to work with and very helpful. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> I got a little age on me. I was raised back when kids were to be seen and not heard. Right. You didn't ask questions and stuff. You, you kept your mouth shut and watched and learned. Right. And and that's basically why I don't ask a lot of questions, but I watch them. Right. Right. Today's episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. For more information and to order products, visit our website, ModernCowboy.global and use our podcast listener special code ModernCowboy15 at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. Well, did, did you ever think, I mean, I get you got started in the movie industry, I guess, and stunts quite a while ago, but did, did you ever think, you know, growing up, you'd ever like be in, in Western movies or, <laughs> or particularly like a show like Yellowstone, which is just, I mean, it's huge. No, I never thought that, you know, about the Yellowstone, but a funny thing is, is my I, my stepdad died when I was seven, and he was still alive. Him and my mom were sitting down at the end of the arena, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a long alleyway arena, and then it broke into the big oval part where the bucking suits were at. But that long narrow part was for training rope horses and bulldogging horses. Right, and. Uh, I come ripping down there on my blue rolling POA pony, bad Billy, and I got close to him and I fell off. <laughs> and then, what the heck are you doing? I got up, put my hat back on, and dusted myself. I said, I'm going to be in the movie someday. No kidding. And how old were yeah, you when I you don't did know that? Where. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't seven yet. <laughs> so. And, and, you know, and then I never really thought about it or, you know, I was going to be a world champion uh, bareback rider. That was, 
Right. I did push-ups and sit-ups. That's what I ate and breathed, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Uh, you know, talking about doing push-ups and sit-ups, I mean, there's uh, episodes I was watching, and I think they just branded that of the young kid, and, and then you, you took your shirt off. And, man, you are in, in good shape. You, you, you train all the time now or exercise, or is that just from – all the years of hard work. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I do push-ups and sit-ups every day. Uh -huh. Um, I got pull-up bars in different places. Uh, I, I haven't been riding my bike. I want to get back to riding my bike, but I try to, I try to stay in shape, rodeo shape. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm probably not halfway there, but I, I try. Uh, and then I work, you know, yeah. I've, I loaded and unloaded uh two and a half ton of hay yesterday and cut wood and, um, you know, I, I clean stalls twice a day, every day. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty active kind of guy. Uh, I got seven head of horses next week. Uh, I'm going to start getting five of them are movie horses and need to get in shape, go on a show in February. And mm -hmm. then two of them are my own personal horses that I raise. I don't let anybody else ride. Mm -hmm. They, they, uh, as you move a leg wrong on them and they're, they'll get out from underneath you because that's the way I ride. I ride right. with my legs. So now, now do you, do you still do, uh, I mean, obviously I guess you're doing some horse training and stuff, but, I know you used to do some clinics and things. Uh, are you still doing that as well, or does the movie stuff no, take up most of your time? No, I haven't done any clinics. Um, kind of, once I moved to, to New Mexico, I kind of got away from all the people that I trained for and uh, mm -hmm. stuff, and I I didn't haven't really hustled that uh, much anymore. Um, but... Yeah, I've got one out here that I'm going to break to start breaking the drive next week. Um, and I want, I want to, uh, start roping again. Um, Matt Sanchez has steers right here next doors and I, and I, some guys are roping almost every day. Right. And I can rope. I was, my granddad cut my grandma's clothesline up and made me a rope when I was a little bitty kid. Right. And, uh, he, I would be trying to trick rope, and he'd come take the rope, and he goes, when you can throw this loop, he'd throw an <laughs> underhand or an overhand. Right. When you can catch with all these loops I've taught you, then you can start trick rope. <laughs> and uh, so I'm pretty handy with the rope, and I carry a long rope. And I would love, I, this morning out there cleaning stalls, it was real calm and there's just a skiff of snow over the ground. And uh, I was just wishing I was on a ranch checking my cows, riding a good <laughs> horse checking cows. Yeah, that's a, that's a great feeling. Now, you, you live in yeah, New Mexico but, now. Is that where you're at, Corey? Yeah, yep. 60 miles south of Albuquerque. No, high desert badlands in new mexico i tell everybody <laughs> and now when you guys are filming uh the, the series how long does it take to 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 film a series they figure they figure they try and do it eight days per episode but 
usually more like 10. Um, gotcha. When we did young riders, they, they tried to get them done in eight days, but, uh, young riders wasn't quite as complicated as Yellowstone. Right. Is. Right. So, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so then with all the holidays and the weekends and, you know, it, it runs about four months. Yeah. Away from. Yeah. Are those, and those are pretty long days too, when you're filming. Some days are, and some mm-hmm. days aren't, you know, right. some days, uh, they, you go in and it takes you longer to go through hair and makeup than it does. You actually in front of camera. <laughs> right. Um, and, and those are good days because you know, you're doing things right when you can, um, but then there's other days where, uh, a lot of, a lot of actors are involved. There's a lot of close ups of different shots they got to get, um, or action sequences where there's a lot of action. Some of those days run kind of long or when we're off on a location that's long ways away from our base camp or, you know, like, um, they'll try and get as much done as they can because it costs so much driving back and forth. And some of the days will get kind of long, but gotcha. nothing like wrangling when I was wrangling. <laughs> well, those days some are longer. Days you can, as a, oh yeah. As a wrangler, you, you got to be there two hours before everybody else get the horses and stuff ready. Right. And then you're there another <clears throat> two hours after everybody else is done putting them away and feeding and getting things ready for the next day. So you get a lot of 14, 16 hour days as a wrangler. Right. I had a buddy call me up. I called him, I think Richard Slaughter, old bareback rider. We used to rodeo together trying to get sponsors to help this rough stock event out up mm-hmm. here. And uh, he said, well, you know, I said, I'm tired, man. He said, what do you mean tired? I said, not physically, just mentally, mostly tired. Right. And he laughs and he says, well, you butthole. He said, How can, <laughs> what do you mean tired? You, this is coming from a guy who saddles horses at 3.30 in the morning in the dark and, and then unsaddles them at midnight or 10 o'clock in the dark. Right. I said, Richard, that's all automatic. That's just instinct. That's what I do all my life. I said, well, I did a scene where we're driving down the road, all happy and stuff. And then see this guy and we get out and we have a little conflict and jump back in the truck and then take off. Uh Well, the guy I have the conflict with isn't even there. Oh, really? So I drive up, <laughs> right. I drive up and they go, okay, now it's after the fight. Right. So I got to, in 30 seconds, I got to go from la di da jamming to the music. Right. Pissed off. Right. Then I go down and turn the truck around, start back. Now I got to be all ha ha ha, la di da da da. Okay, now you're, it's after the fight. And we did this half a dozen times, you know, <laughs> you're going from one emotion to the other and back again. And, you know, those muscles aren't in shape for 40J. Saddling horse muscles, muscles are in shape. Right. But so, that, yeah, it's emotionally draining. It takes a toll on you, huh? 
Yeah. 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 I've often wondered about that. You know, you see a lot of the things that you do in films and it's like, you know, you got to get into that character and everything. It's got to affect you. Yeah. um, I learned a long time ago because I played some pretty sick characters. Uh huh. And uh, the closest I can explain it is like after you go snow skiing and you feel like you still got the skis on when you walk into the car and get in the car. Right. <laughs> That's kind of the way some parts were. Really? And uh, I figured out how to have little gimmicks to turn the characters on and off or little piece of wardrobe or a little prop or something. That right. Instigates that character and then when i take that off or put that prop down i leave it with them gotcha you know leave it there so that i'm not carrying that sicko home with me got you what's one of what's one of those characters or or movies that you had to play something like that in can you think of one uh is yeah, called Perdita Durango, uh, or I think they changed the name of the movie to She Dances with Devils. Okay. Um, I, I was a really sick character. <laughs> um, and and then uh, Desperado was kind of, was because I, we, um, we, we came and harassed these farmers and. Right. Uh, they didn't really show much, but they implied that we raped the daughter and stuff. Right. You know? Right. And so, was that now? Desperado was when? When was that one? When did that come out? Nineteen eighty-seven. I forget what network it was on. Okay. Back that's back when they had the movie of the week. Right. Right. Gotcha. And uh, the gun smokes I did, that's what they were, were movie of the weeks. Right. Yeah. You know, going back to being tired, I remember when I was married and um, living in Tucson, I went and worked for Monty Stewart on Young Riders one day. And I don't know how many different times I changed clothes, (laughs) but there was a, they show me standing up in town and shooting one of the raiders that's raiding town. Well, it would, you know, you only know it if you were there, but right. I shot myself. Oh, you kidding? I, I shows me standing up over the barricade and shooting this guy. And then it shows a guy doing a saddle fall. Well, both of them were me. <laughs> I changed clothes. I'm, I'm sure four or five times that day, different guys doing different things. And I got home and I used to wrestle with my son all the time. Uh-huh. Let's wrestle, Dad. Come on, Dad. Let's wrestle. Oh, man. Dad's tired, man. Right. My ex- future ex-wife, she says, uh, you play with that boy. You've been playing cowboys and Indians all your life. And that's all you're doing. You're just getting paid for it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I got down and wrestled with the boy. But, you know, uh-huh. she didn't understand what it's like. Yeah. And that was just being a stunt man. Right. What's the, what's the hardest stunt you ever did? Oh, I don't know. Falling horses is probably yeah one of the hardest. You got you got to hit your mark. You got to sell out. You right. got to have the horse in the right lead, and the, you got to 
hit him when his feet are in the right positions and you know it's that's um I've done a couple high falls and that's no big deal. It's that just that first step. And uh, that's, but that, I think that's probably horse falls. Yeah. So um, you guys are coming up. What's this? Is this the, the, the third season of Yellowstone going to be coming up? We we're supposedly start filming the fourth season in, in May. Okay. We finished we finished the third season in October. Okay. And then and when when does uh when does it uh come on Paramount again? June seventeenth, Paramount Network. June seventeenth, that's gonna be uh season three, right? Yep. And how how many episodes per season? Ten. Ten, yeah. And I get I, I just had a lady in the airport the other day corner me and was like we need 10 episodes twice a year we yeah 10 episodes in- <laughs> and what was funny was in the same airport going the other way i had right. one of the tsa guys tell me the same thing <laughs> oh i know when, when it comes this when it's coming to an end huh? it's just like when it's coming to an end the last episode you just start freaking out going man uh, you know you want you want to be able to watch it again it ends too soon <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. That shows how good it is. That oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Taylor Sheridan, I call him the cinematic genius. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it's 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 definitely. You don't know quite how to take them. (laughs) It's definitely my favorite uh, my favorite show. That's for sure. So you guys, thank you, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and you guys are going to start uh, season four. Do, do they have any idea how many seasons they're going to do? I mean, that's the other thing they do a lot of times nowadays, too. You get a, a good show really going, and then they, they end up ending it. Well, um, they're talking to my lawyers about uh, three more seasons. Nice. Um, after the fourth. Um, the, so... And Taylor had told me at one time that he had a hundred hours of story. So that yeah. would be 10 years. And, uh, I know they have had, I don't know if they've, but the ranch in Montana, we film at, they had at least for seven years, the first year we went. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. And you, you guys stay right on the ranch when, um, when, when you're there or do you guys stay in town? Oh, no, no, no. They've got a guest house, Taylor or, or um, one of the producers stayed in it last year, right mm-hmm. on the ranch. Okay. But otherwise they, they put us up in the hotels or houses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, um, you know, you said something earlier, you mentioned like uh, Ben Johnson and, and uh, it's, it's funny um, like Ben Johnson and, and, um, Oh gosh, uh, Richard Farnsworth and, uh, you know, all, all them, them old boys from back in the day that were all <clears throat> did stunts and were horsemen and, and cowboys and competed. Uh, it's, it, you, you, you remind me of them guys, you know? Uh, well, thank you. That's you know, quite an honor. Because, you know, I mean, you're, you're absolutely the real deal. And then you, you can just transition that right into, uh, 
in, into movies and film and, and it's just, uh, it just comes across just real. And, uh, you know, you're not really having to play anybody but yourself. <laughs> it seems like anyway. Well, that's what an actor, that's, that's a good actor. Yeah. Is, is you got to you put yourself in that position, whatever, like the junkyard owner, you know, right. I, I just got me a grease rag and some coveralls and, <laughs> Okay, man, I gotta <laughs> watch the car, you know. Yeah. And um, but yeah, and uh, it's the, uh, you know, the. I'm I'm kind of carrying a culture and a heritage on my shoulders here. Right. And and that that's kind of heavy sometimes. Right. Um, and then you know, there's things that. Uh, aren't quite kosher but right you know, for film we got to do it but right. because of the budgets and time constraints and stuff i think taylor and, and the production is are doing a oh heck of a job right portraying it pretty dang close you know right exactly um, and, um yeah I, kevin asked me one time i think it was kevin or cole we're all the uh, well, where's all this come from well, I've been acting my way in and out of bad situations all my life. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so that's great. Hey, so all the all the yeah. years you've been been a cowboy and stuff, you do you have a do you have a favorite brand of hat or a favorite hat maker? Oh, well, right now I'm wearing a a, a war resist dolls because of what they did for rodeo, you know, and right. stuff. But uh, I have an old friend bull rider um that makes hats here in new mexico mm -hmm. ramey harper and okay. uh i'm wearing his hat now and he made one for the president and he made one for the governor and, uh he, everybody's wearing ramey harper hats around with my friends and stuff and he makes a good hat and <laughs> it's funny uh i float teeth for his sister he's a barrel racer uh-huh and we're sit, sitting in there, and I was like, you know, that's really cool, man. Old Ramey's, he's a little older than I am. Ramey's finally hit a stride and making it good with them hats and stuff. And right. I said, and, and then I get, I got me a series now. And she, you know, it's, I, I guess we're persistent. She goes, no, you guys are just late bloomers. <laughs> 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 okay sherry that's what you say yeah that don't work for me that's funny how how about yeah. boots you got you got a favorite uh brand of boots oh justin justin yeah. boots yeah yep justin been around for hundreds of years and uh i've uh i wear justin's i wear justin shoes and justin boots i used miles of justin tape when i was rodeoing um and the Justin Cowboy Crisis Fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've done so much for for rodeo and the cowboy culture. Yeah, yeah. And then how about besides besides television series Yellowstone? Because we know that's everybody's favorite right now. Do you have a, do you have a favorite uh, cowboy movie? Um, oh. One of my favorites that I wasn't in because of my big mouth was called Cowboy Way with uh, Woody Harrelson and <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. That was a great um, but movie. I, I, <laughs> no, was, what what happened? You you said you you weren't in it because of your big mouth. What 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 happened? 
Well, I got called back for the character that jumps, uh, forget his name in the movie, Woody, yeah. about owning some money. Oh, Pepper, yeah, Pepper. And yeah. Pepper. Yeah. And uh, we got done doing the deal, and the director was like, yeah, that was good. I guess you got a rodeo background and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, um, let me tell you, I've been to hundreds of thousands of rodeos. Mm-hmm. And I have never, ever heard of a cowboy asking another one for money that he owed him, right. especially behind the buck and shoots. Right. So that just would never happen. Right. Well, I didn't get the part. <laughs> <laughs> um, and funny. then Tombstone was probably, uh, was a great learning experience for me. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Paxton and Sam Elliott and Val Kilmer and, and you know I got to meet all the tailors. Mm-hmm. Um, Buck and Matt. Matt, his son, was the first AD, and um, it, yeah, that would. And then Terry Leonard was the stunt coordinator, second unit director. Yeah, that probably. But I had a lot of fun on Young Riders too. That yeah. was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And a- after the first season, we all knew each other, and you kind of knew what the, each other was going to do. And it, it just you go get in wardrobe and pad up and go do it. Right. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, Forey, if people want to follow you on uh, on social media, you're you're on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, um, my Facebook friends page is full. My fan page is Forey J Smith actor, and then mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram it's Forey J Smith cowboy. Okay, and uh, I, I I post all the same on all three of them, so that my f- friends that can't get on my Facebook page, they they see the same things as, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That was, that was a weird experience. <laughs> I got done with the first season in Paramount. They, uh, Emily calls and she's four. You need to get a social media presence. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Because <laughs> you know Instagram, Facebook, you know Twitter. I go, yeah, I know of them. I don't know anything about them. Right. Well, you need to get a social media presence. So okay. So I talked to my agent, and there was a guy that helped me set up my website. I filled up my friends page in like four or five days, and oh, he's man. like, <laughs> "You're out of my league. I don't know what to do with you." <laughs> And God blesses me so much. I, I went to a friend's house and uh, sitting there and I was telling him, yeah, I lost my social media coordinator. I don't know what I'm going to do. And his fiance, Camille, she says, uh, well, what's it pay? And I told her, she will sign me up. I said, well, what do you know about it? She says, I used to uh, do this very thing for politicians back east. Oh, no kidding. And she has been, she's been a godsend. Yes. She, she, 
She says, in two weeks, you ask Alexis who you are. <laughs> and by God, you can ask Alexis who Forrest J. Smith is, and she'll tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know, I don't know how she did that or anything, I, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a new world we live in. And I yeah, don't know sure if it's is. all good or not, but <laughs> we'll deal with it. You bet we'll take Cowboys it. Cowboys will survive. Country boys will survive. Absolutely. Absolutely, Forey. Well, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and, uh, you know, talking with us and, and sharing all your stories. And then just uh, really, really happy for you, for your success and, and the success of, of the show, man. And we're just looking forward to uh, season three coming out here. That's coming out in June, did you say? June 17th? June 17th, I'm pretty sure is the date. And uh, thank you so much. And, and I appreciate you and and spreading the Western culture. And um, Absolutely. Anything I can do to help help our, our, West, our Western heritage and culture and kids. You know, people got to realize these kids they're raising are our future. Absolutely. They're yeah. the ones that are going to be making the decisions. Yep. and stuff for our world and and uh they i don't know what kind of decisions they can make when they're stuck on them phones all the time but uh so yeah. no that's it's very anything true. any anything anything to help the western heritage or kids i'm i'm down for it and uh I, i'm trying to help the national indigenous women's resource center. In fact, they got some money in the bank. I need to get sent to them. But, well, what, uh, what organization is that? The national indigenous women's resource center. Okay. They work on the reservations, um, educating young women about, uh, what to watch for predators and, Right. And at, when things do happen, they're there to help help the um, girls through it and the families through it and stuff. Great. It's a great organization. It's out of Montana up there. And Taylor Sheridan's one that brought it to my attention. Gotcha. Um, the movie Wind River really brings it out. With, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That was another great movie too. Oh, buddy, he's so full of it. I mean, <laughs> the one we met on, Hell or High Water, was a oh, great movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. 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 Well, Forey, man, again, hey, I really appreciate it and appreciate your time. I, I know uh, we've kind of even gone over a little bit, but I'll let you get back to tending to your business. I got to go cut wood now. <laughs> You sure you want to let me go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could talk for, right. for, for hours and hours, but we'll, we'll probably just have to have you on again. Okay. Well, you should let me know. Yeah. My granddad had a belt buckle that said, uh, Benny Reynolds nicknamed him Grand Pierre from the movie Stay Away Joe. Uh-huh. And uh, back when he rodeoed, they didn't give buckles away. So all them old, them cowboys all got together and had him a belt buckle made. It said, 
Grand Pierre, world's champion bullshitter. <laughs> and I got a little of that in me. I can, I can visit. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. Hey, well, thanks again for you. And, uh, don't, don't work too hard chopping that wood this afternoon and, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Bye. Take care. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes, Apple podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review and give us a five spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google play and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick Although we're all the same minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no play speed. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies. Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems 
By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down.